the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes the following is... You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. How you doing? Thanks for listening in. Forecast calling for a cloudy kind of rest of the afternoon and next few days, really. 52 load night. Uh, tomorrow, high of 68, make it a shower. Then Wednesday and Thursday look to be a little more on the rainy side. Higher on 70 each day. Uh, as far as sports goes, a lot going on. Eagles, nice win, 31-13. Yesterday over Buffalo. Flyers lost 5-3 to the Islanders. And uh, you had Washington losing to Houston 7-1 in Game 5 of the World Series yesterday. So after winning the first two, Houston has taken the middle three games. And they head back to Houston for game six tomorrow night. Houston leading three games to two. Uh, tonight, you have the Sixers at Atlanta at 7.30 and Monday Night Football, Miami at Pittsburgh at 8.15. And Joe, maybe the most underreported yet significant sporting event happened last night. Uh-oh. Where I squared off with my nine-year-old in Scrabble. Oh, yeah. You have to be able to spell to play Scrabble. Well, it helps. helps a little bit <laughs> when you're playing someone who's nine. You can kind of get away with it. <laughs> now, actually, she's very good. Yeah. Uh, the final was not indicative of the of the promise of the future oh, of oh. the nine year old. Said nine year old. Mm-hmm. Four twenty seven to two thirty. Was it? Was it bad that I won by almost two hundred points? Wow. Was that wrong of me to do that? Should I? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know that I would do that. <laughs> I don't have to win. When I play games, I don't have to. Joe, win. does everybody get a trophy? Is that how you live your life? I'm trying to <laughs> instill some discipline and and yeah. and help her know that you know whatever mm-hmm. you got, you earned. Mm-hmm. I want to put the kid gloves on. I want to make it, you know. Uh huh. And I wanted to win. So no. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, actually, the way we started off. We had a common. I decided. I'm trying to say. So how do we do this? Like if I, you, like you know, in Scrabble, for example, the letter S is very important. Mm-hmm. There's only a few of them, yeah. and you can play multiple directions using one. So yes. early in the game, Theodora was using. There was one word like it had two S's in it. Like mm-hmm. whoa, 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 don't do that because you know here's the strategy. So after a couple of things like that, I'm like, you know what? We're going to talk about it, but then we're going to still play the word you had in mind. Ah. That way, there's a little teaching going on. Sure. And then, but she's still playing the thing that came to her mind. Sure. And she's a bright young lady. And the truth is, it was actually, um, I wouldn't say moving for me, but it meant a lot to me because she's named after my mom mm-hmm. and her other grandmother as well. And my mom and I used to play Scrabble all the time. We played Pinochle. We played other games too. The two of you or, my mom or and uh, I the did. rest of your siblings would play? Well, in our home, everybody played Scrabble, but 
uh, including with my mom. My mom never met a game she didn't like, <laughs> especially if her child was involved. Just a chance yeah, to right, spend right. time I, I together. Right? Yeah. So anyway, last night I realized that Theodora and I had never sat down and played a game of Scrabble. And oh. she's, she's actually really a bright young lady. So I've so, met her, and she is. Yeah, so for her to play Scrabble was not a... Yeah, a, a big. She was playing some good words on her own. She had several plays in the twenty point range and and uh, and all that. So anyhow, it was neat. To, I sat down with her after. I'm like, honey, this is the first time my mom and I used to play. You know, your grandma and I used to play this game. My mom and I would play, play sometimes two or three in a row. Like, ready for another one? Let's yeah. do it. You know. Yeah, my so. wife is the Scrabble player in the house. I I can't spell. I'm a writer that cannot spell. <laughs> what if they had spell check Scrabble? <laughs> that could work, couldn't it? That's an interesting idea. <laughs> I can make money on that. Yeah, one. well, go ahead. <laughs> I freely release that idea to you. Uh, so, anyhow, it was great. It was great to have that opportunity. And uh, how about the rest of your weekend for you? It's good. Watched uh, Liverpool play at eleven thirty Sunday, and then the Eagles at uh, one. Wow, you didn't get up for quite a while there. It sounds like. I know. Well, I actually left the house to go over to a friend's to watch the the Eagles. Oh, well, at least you got some exercise. So I got in. some exercise in pushing the pedal down, and then sometimes the brake. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Well, you don't want to overdo it. <laughs> That's good. Okay, I'm happy for you. Uh, this hour, speaking of the Eagles, we have Rob Motti joining us. You know, he calls in every now and again. He's the head writer for the Associated Press AP. in Philadelphia. Yeah, mm-hmm. long, one of the, it's the longest news gathering agency, or most whatever the uh, the oldest news gathering agency in the world. One of the most respected. Yeah, very much so. And he has been the main uh, writer for them, for the Phillies uh, and the uh, Eagles, for 20-plus years. He also uh, – so he, he's downtown. He, we want to chat with him just because he was at the Joe Girardi press conference. The Eagles uh, – the Phillies have now signed, of course, uh, Girardi to be their manager. Mm-hmm. So he was there today, and we're going to try and catch him for a few minutes. Good. And we'll have him on. also have a guest on uh, – his name is Mick Hucknall. He's the lead singer of the band Simply Red, which is like uh, – they had a couple of huge songs in the 80s called, uh, well, Love. Holding Back the Years, and If You Don't Know Me By Now, yeah. which was originally done never, by... You ever know me. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I feel a break coming on really soon. <laughs> you mean if I start singing again? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's just how it's going to have to be. <laughs> so he has a new album out. Uh, you know, it's been neat to have some of these guests on, yeah. some of these, uh, these, these veteran musicians who have different projects coming out, and uh, they have oh, independent... Does he have something new? Yeah, he does. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, I, I think I just said that, didn't I? No. Yeah, I, but I was You weren't paying attention. He... There was a squirrel running by, wasn't there? There was some of them just walked by. <laughs> it's true, there was. Yeah. Do you know who he is? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. No, apparently not. No. So we'll have uh, Mick join us. It's a cool thing. I, I, I don't know. I'm 51, and I grew up listening to a lot of these bands that we've had on from, the, say, the 70s and 80s, some I'm of the classic 52. rockers. We've had Mike Love of the Beach Boys on. We've mm-hmm. had different bands from, uh, like, like Credence represented and uh, uh, the band Collective Soul from the 80s. And so I like having conversations with folks just to build some common ground every now and again and learn where they're coming from. And uh, Mick Hucknall and Simply Red, known for the, you know, the blue-eyed soul sound. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So we'll chat with him for a few minutes, too. We also want to give a phone call to um, our, you know, the Weekend to Remember contest we had going. Yes. We're giving away a couple of registrations for, that contest, for the event that's coming up with Family Life. So we want to make a winner of two registrations Ooh. and the hotel stay. So we'll get that little excitement going in the mix as well. That sounds great. Yeah, it's all part of the program today. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. 
It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 412, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in today. You can always get the podcast of our programs, by the way, at WFIL.com after the show. Our guest on the program at the moment from the band Simply Red, Mick Hucknall. Hello, sir. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you, sir? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to chat today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about the album, Blue-Eyed Soul, coming out soon. And uh, I listened through the whole thing. Wow. It's, it's very diverse. I like it a lot. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Share about, about, about that for you. How long has it been in the making? And is it, did it turn out just the way you wanted, you know, in the end? It turned out exactly how I wanted. I paid attention to detail and I really enjoyed making this record. Uh, it was made pretty quickly, actually. Uh, I wrote the songs, I think, within a two-month period. And then we went into the studio, did three sessions in Mark Knopfler's studio in Chiswick, West London. Yeah. And uh, we just really focused hard on keeping the keeping within the genre of blue-eyed soul. So you've got soul, funk, and R and B all mixed together in one album. Yeah, the album starts off very strong and really hits you hard with "Thinking of You." Talk about that song a little bit. That was the first song that I wrote in the project. I just really wanted to do something bright and up tempo. I had two things in my mind: one was to push my voice a little harder and also to try and create songs that I thought the band would enjoy playing night after night on tour. Hmm. You know, it's interesting you say that. I've had some of the interviews I've had recently have talked about that, um, the, the, how things will actually play out further on, not just for consumption in one's home or on their computer or, or on their phone, whatever it might be. Is that a big part of what you do when you think through the songs you're doing, how they're going to translate live as well? Absolutely. But, you know, we're, the band, the musicians are great musicians. And uh, so I want to make sure that they're enjoying what they do. And of course, you know, the thing is about up-tempo funky tracks is that people are going to move to them. Yeah, They're going to dance, you know. So we've uh, in America, we're known mostly for ballads. But back in Europe, you know, we've had over 20, 20 hits and they're not all ballads. They're up-tempo tracks. Sure. And, uh, you know, we just we just do what we do. Yeah. Blue-Eyed Soul has some of those ballads or, or slower, more more chill songs as well. Uh, but you go back and forth between the two. Is that just a natural extension of who you are? And uh, especially because the world's changed so much, you have more perhaps creative control over what you're doing and how it's marketed and pushed out and all that. Um, so is was that just part of also who you are, the Blue-Eyed Soul aspect of it? Well, I just wanted to stay in the brief. I think that's that's how people uh, people know me. They think of me as a soul singer, Blue-Eyed Soul singer. And I thought, well, why not? Why not own it? You know, yeah. I, I am, I am Mr. Blue-eyed Soul. <laughs> right, right. Folks will know you also, obviously, uh, you know, from the from the songs back in the '80s. But through through time, do you find that it's a little bit of a an introduction sometimes where they are learning, like, hey, this guy can rock as well. It's not just the ballads that he does. Well, I think that's the case in America because I'm known in America for these two major hits, which were in the '80s. You right. know. Um, you would think I've been the invisible man in America for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's just simply, you know, this is the case in a lot of stuff. You can have a band that's huge in America, but can't get, can't get arrested in Europe and, and vice versa, you know. So it's just one of those things. Um, and uh, I just do what I do. 
you know i'm i'm uh, i have a very successful career uh in europe especially um and uh we've had our successes here but we've not had success here for an awfully long time yeah um so i just have to face that reality you know and when i'm in europe i play arenas and occasionally stadiums and uh that 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 can't apply here so if this record does well and we get a great response and uh, things are really building up here, then there's a possibility we might be able to play here. But a lot of, a lot of it is really down to logistics and uh, to be able to sort of like, um, you know, remember, I'm not a registered charity. I'm here to, I'm a, this is my job. Sure. You know? And uh, when you do a job, you're expected to get sort of uh, your your recompense for doing it and, and uh so I go, I go where the popularity is. That's what I have to do. Yeah, Mick Pucknall is with us from Simply Red, uh, Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philly. I do remember one song. There was a station I was uh, working at, I guess in the early 90s, the song Stars came out, and that was pretty popular for us at the time, and that was more you know, up-tempo than holding back the years, and if you don't know me by now. So uh, there's a little bit of familiarity here, at least I know with me with that song and, and our audiences around uh, Pennsylvania. But, uh, but you, t- you did talk about the uh the the people that you play with and that you want them to have fun while they're you know playing the record and all that share a little bit about who's on the on the new album blue eyed soul with you and what they bring to the table well it's the same band that i've had since 1998 the only new addition was roman roth on the drums my saxophone player and uh, keyboard player ian kirkham my dear friend has been with me since 1986 uh, the rest of the band have been with me since 1998 so we've been we're firm brothers we've been together a long time we have that special kind of synergy that you only get from musicians who play together on a regular basis. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that just means that when we hit the stage, it, it sounds like it does on the record, you know, because we make records in that way. Mick Hucknall is our guest from Simply Red. New album's called Blue-Eyed Soul. Brief break. Come back and continue our chat with him. We also have Rob Motti, the uh, head writer for the Associated Press, who's at the uh, Phillies press conference today, introducing new manager Joe Girardi. We'll chat with Rob about that. And uh, a couple other things up our safety program is done. Thanks for listening today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 421, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We're fortunate to have Mick Hucknall of Simply Red on the program. New album coming out on November 8th is called Blue-Eyed Soul. Talk about, if you would, um, you mentioned just what people are used to with you and your singing uh, and your voice, obviously very distinct in many ways. Uh, just, I was curious from the from early on in your life when you started getting into music and, and over time, how much of your voice you just work with uh, what you were given and you know, to use and how much you actually had to work at your voice uh, craft-wise. Well, you know, when when you're in your early teens, when I first sort of started singing in bands, I, I wanted to uh, sing like my heroes, you know. So uh, I, I was aiming to, you know, probably failing, but aiming to hit notes that Aretha Franklin could hit and <laughs> sing like Otis Redding and sing like Al Green. These are my favorite singers, Marvin Gaye, people like that, you know. Yeah. Um, the northwest of England was very in, is a very industrial place, industrial heartland of the UK, and we were very into African-American music, um, hence where you get the phrase Northern Soul from. 
So just like the Beatles, you know, they were listening to R&B and Bo Diddley and Motown and those kind of things and rock and roll, Little Richard and stuff. I was listening to the equivalent of that in my generation, you know. So I was listening to music in the 70s of the artists that I just mentioned. This has been something for you, obviously, a lifelong, just that's how it turned out for you. The early influences have lasted a very long time. Then your interest in Blue Eyed Soul overall. Well, they're just timeless. You know, I, I, I think of African-American music as one of the greatest contributors to the, to the culture of the previous century and beyond. You know, it's, um, you, can't, you can't overestimate the impact. Because when you think about it, it's been going on for many, many years. You know, uh, you can go way back to Bing Crosby singing with Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington and um, this bridge the Beatles listening to African-American music, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, all influenced by the greatness of, of blues and R&B and soul. And uh, I, I follow the same influence and the same route. You know, the Brits always have a way somehow of throwing it back at you guys in a different different formulation somehow. Yeah. I love, I, I took piano lessons for seven years. I can still play, but I, I, I didn't go further with it. But of all the genres and things I learned, I like classical and everything, but blues and jazz are my favorites by far. Just the, just the fun aspect of playing. Um, is, is, is it a lot of fun for you to be able to play, uh, you know, the, especially the ones that have the songs I'm listening to on Blue Eyed Soul that have the horns in it and it just got, it makes you move. You almost can't not move. <laughs> so, Well, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen uh, to anybody that listens to the record because you're going to be bobbing your head pretty much from start to finish. And uh, I love groove and uh, I love my job. That's the most important thing of all. I love creating music. I love performing on stage. And uh, I'm a very, very happy chappy when I'm doing my job. That's great. Mick Hucknall, thank you so much for taking time with us. And congratulations on the new Blue Eyed Soul album. And before I let you go, one last question. One of the songs, Riding on a Train, uh, which is another one of those mid-up grooves. Uh, And you mentioned, like, you got my family waiting for me. Um, you mentioned family a couple times throughout the album too. Just share about you know that a little bit. You know what that song's about, or, or, or the meaning of your family at this stage in your life and career. Well, all all of my work is autobiographical. It's it's really the the music. Each album has led me through the journey of my life, and I'm very lucky enough now to have been a dad for the last twelve years. I got a twelve year old daughter. Mm. I've spent the last twelve years pretty much devoting my time spending with her and I cut back on my work but uh you can't if a song comes into your head you can't deny it you got to kind of uh if I think it's a good one then I'm going to stick at it and uh my daughter's old enough now to come out on the road occasionally and um but at home I'm dad I'm not the famous guy when I'm at home hmm. I'm just I'm just dad so and and I love that uh, but I also love my professional work too so just getting that balance right between the two is really the big achievement. That's great. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again for taking time, and congratulations on the uh, Blue Eyed Soul record being done. You're very kind, sir. Thank you very much, and give my warmest regards to your listeners out there. Will do. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Mick Hucknall of Simply Red, new album coming out November 8th. Excuse me, November 8th, called Blue Eyed Soul. We'll take a short break, and we're looking forward to having Rob Motti join us, head writer for the Associated Press in uh, Philadelphia for the Phillies and the Eagles. We'll check in with him, including about the press conference today the Phillies had regarding hiring Joe Girardi, who met the media today. That and more coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL. 
WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 429, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Uh, last Friday, we were privileged to have a gentleman named Garth Kennedy on the program for a little while. He's the program manager for the radio station in Africa that WFIL and our listening family is teaming up with to help provide a transmitter to help reach Nigeria for the Lord. And uh, I just want to give you a little a little snippet of that, uh, the conversation with Garth, uh, you know, and I'll give you a phone number real quick, 888-988-5656, 888-988-5656. If you'd be willing to help out with this Oasis Transmitter Project, you can also go to WFIL.com and you'll see the, the Trans World Radio banner there. Uh, so this, just to give you a little, quick little sample of our conversation, this is the beginning of our conversation with Garth Kennedy from Transworld Radio on Friday. Here we go. Oh, let's see. Do I have the right button pushed? I think I do. Here we go. In time with us, we're excited to work with Transworld Radio. We did this last year, actually, with a project, the Silk Road Transmitter, and uh, help raise support for that in, in Europe. And, uh, and now this time around, it's the Oasis Transmitter Project in Africa. And you're connected to that, right? You're, there's actually one transmitter already there that you've been with, and there's another one we're talking about adding. So let's start with the first one. You've been with Transworld Radio for how long? Uh, Tim, myself and my family, we've been in West Africa for 15 years. Wow. And we've been broadcasting on that frequency, our current frequency, for the last 12 years. Okay. So and, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – no, go ahead. That, that's, that's, a, that's a lifetime of work there, right there. It is a lifetime of work, and my boys have been raised there. And so it's been a really blessed time. It's been a tough time, but it really has been a time where we have seen God just grow and bless the ministry in that region. Amen. And so uh, and there's a second transmitter. That's the one we're raising awareness for and support for, the Oasis transmitter, uh, which is going to help all of Nigeria be covered. Part of it is right now with that first transmitter. Tell us um, what your what your day-to-day is like with regard to the transmitter that's currently on and working, what it's been like for you the last dozen years. So what it's been like is um, we're currently only transmitting at night, and the plan is just to stay with that because AM travels distance at night. Yeah. And uh, so we want to... We're currently doing an omnidirectional, covering nine different countries in West Africa. And over a period of a week, we do 22 different languages. And so we do that 22 different languages throughout West, uh, West Africa, nine countries. And so day is just really made up of making sure that we have programs in place. Uh, all our equipment is up to date. We have to generate all our own power. And so that's a big issue for us to make sure that we have fuel and our machines are working properly. And then in the evenings from about 6.30 to 11.30, we're broadcasting on 100,000 watts uh, AM, uh, medium wave. Yeah. And then uh, we broadcast again in the mornings from 4 till 7 to, to that whole region. It's incredible. Uh, and what is it like for those just tuning in with chat with Garth Kennedy, who is the station director in West Africa with the transmitter that Transworld Radio already has going, the Oasis transmitter project that we've been talking about on the air is to bring a second transmitter in that will allow all of Nigeria to be covered. Uh, currently, uh, I guess, what percent would you say that the transmitter you have running is covering? How much of it is, is it already doing? So the current transmitter is covering nine different countries in West Africa. Okay. And uh, we do cover Nigeria, and we do a lot of Nigerian languages. And, in fact, Tim, that's where 
the desire came for the second transmitter. Just we, we received a lot of feedback from people in Nigeria, hmm. and it was just felt that we could actually then just do a specific frequency uh, to Nigeria, and uh, so that's what we were really excited about. Yeah, my understanding was uh, there were there were some parts of Nigeria that weren't quite covered, like the northeastern part where a lot of the political unrest has been the last ten years or so, and that this Oasis transmitter will cover that whole area, and with many folks who don't even know the Lord in that area. So. Uh, would that be right? This will allow like a total blanketing of, of Nigeria? Yes, that's the exciting bit. Um, the new transmitter will be double the size, so it's 200,000 watts, and it will be directional antenna. So it will be Nigeria and then spill over to the countries directly around Nigeria as well. And it means the northeastern area of Nigeria, like where you say we, there has been trouble and issues, we get some really good signal strength into those parts, and uh, that's what we really excited about that's garth kennedy with uh trans world radio the full podcast of our chat with him uh back in uh, zone com. that was last friday we've had several folks from the organization on joe you know it's kind of fun i like having uh this this hour you realize we've had mick hucknall from the from the uh, uk really with his, his yes got his accent going and then yeah. you, and then you have garth's accent from yeah. africa yeah and i just had the plain old american english thing going i know that you neil Ah, thank you for adding <laughs> the culture to the program there, Joe. I uh, know that. <laughs> so, but I, I, I'm glad we could have a chance to get that perspective because we've been talking about it. We had the CEO of Transworld Radio on last week, mm-hmm. and he knows a lot about it. But to have someone also there in person, you know, who's lived the life there and, and has been working on it day, day by day, that's his existence, to see that happen is pretty cool, too. 200,000 watts? Yeah. That's, Can you imagine? That's a flamethrower of power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that guy's name? He was the Wolfman. That was it. Is that a flamethrower of power? Was that what we had? <laughs> yeah, right. All the explosions and yeah. things behind it. <laughs> All right. It. Well, well, our goal really is simply is to help Transworld Radio do what they're already doing. The seventh most, most populated country in the world is Nigeria, just over 200 million people. Last week, we had a little fun by giving away gift cards to folks who would guess the other ones that are above Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, population-wise. Yeah, and uh, China was number one, the U.S. Mm-hmm. was number three, Brazil was number five. Those were the ones who got that were guessed by the end right. of the show. But India wasn't hit? India was not guessed. That's number two. Mm-hmm. Then there was number four and number six, which nobody guessed either. Well, I guess Russia's got to be in there. The truth is I can't find my paper, so <laughs> <laughs> I forget. But I think you're right, and there was one other one. So anyway, another one. Yeah. But speaking of population, and then we're going to get to Rob Monty from the Associated Press here in a second. Are because there are 200 million people in Nigeria and the transmitter itself is around 2 million dollars, it's not even that much. It's basically, you could be think of it this way. If you make a contribution to help get the transmitter going, mm-hmm. it's like a penny a person coverage map wise. So I think a fun way of thinking about it is where are you from? What town do you live in? Right. And then you can do the math, just move the decimal over. You don't have to, you know, this is just a way of thinking about it. So let's say you're from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Population 120,000 plus. Hmm. It's it's one of, one of the biggest in, in Pennsylvania. It's, I think, third largest after Philly and Pittsburgh. A $1,200 gift would actually basically be the same as providing radio for all of Allentown. Whether someone tunes in or not, it's another story, right. but you're giving them the option. And that's all we can hope for, really, right? and, and pray for. So now, that that might be twelve a $1,200 gift for somebody might be, like, not a problem. There are people that have, have large amounts of money, and others are like, that's way too much for me. 
So let's let's go to Wilmington, Delaware, for example, within our broadcast range. Population just over 71,000 at last count. So uh, a, a $700 gift would do it. Okay? Right. Cover Wilmington. Hmm. Or let's say you're from... Hackensack. Do you have Hackensack? Well, it's not alphabetical. It's by... Okay. Let's, say, let's go to Pottstown. Pottstown population around 22,000, 23,000 people. So around a two hundred and twenty or two hundred and thirty dollar gift would cover all of Pottstown mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Right, right. Fair enough. So there, there there are different levels. You can simply go to a, a very you know on the on the uh, easier end. For example, uh, Shippensburg population over what? What are you laughing about? Shippensburg. There's a university there. Yes, my niece. I have three nieces that went there. So what is, what's so funny about Shippensburg? Well, it always reminds me of this joke. Oh, never mind. How many people work there? About half. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's, it's an inside it's joke. An old joke. That's great. How many people work there? Thanks for bringing it up <laughs> right now. Great way to drive home the point, Joe. So anyhow, population around five fifty five hundred. So a fifty five dollar gift would be the same thing as covering Shippensburg. But mm-hmm. you get the idea. If you want to tie it into that, or if you just to me, this is this is uh, it's our last partnership of the year with with a ministry organization. And uh, we're just trying to raise about $8,000 for this out of, they need a lot more than that. But we, we said, look, we'll do about that much. That's what we can, we think we can handle. So whatever aspects you can do of that piece would be great. If you want to tie it into where you're from, that makes it fun. If you just want to help out to help out, that's great too. To me, it's it, in one way, this is like an, an elementary no brainer of sorts, because if you listen to WFIL you, and you appreciate Whatever programs or whatever you know you like about the station, exactly. that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But not not even just from an entertainment standpoint or whatever. And encouragement and life giving. These this is these are people who don't have an option. So just be encouraged to know that you're providing the gift that you enjoy all the time for somebody else who doesn't have the option. You're not expanding their options. You're giving them the option they don't already have. They don't have yet. So thanks to those who have been. Um, Helped out. We've had a few folks do so, but we kind of got stuck last week. We haven't had a few call, haven't had calls really for a few days, to be honest. So change that, would you? You matter. You do. You really do. Even if it's twenty or thirty or fifty dollars or something, you know, a bunch of people doing that. We're done. The number is triple eight nine eight eight fifty six fifty six triple eight nine eight eight fifty six fifty six, or at wfil dot com. There's a Trans World Radio banner right there. Um, our forecast calling for clouds the rest of the afternoon, 52 the low tonight, kind of cloudy tomorrow, might get a shower, 68 the high. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, it looks like there's going to be more clouds and uh, even some rain happening and a high around 70 each day. Eagles had a nice win yesterday, 31-13 over Buffalo. Flyers lost 5-3 to the Islanders. Houston, after being down two games to none, has won three in a row. They won 7-1 in convincing fashion. Their one win away from winning another World Series. Game six is tomorrow night in Houston. Tonight, you have the Sixers at Atlanta at 7.30 and Miami at the Steelers in Monday at football at 8.15. And all of that said, uh, the Phillies are certainly in the mix. Oh, and I won in Scrabble over Theodora. I just <laughs> I said to bring that. You're not going to let it go. <laughs> is Theodora listening? She might be. Uh-huh. When I get home, I may. I, she may <laughs> have her hands on her hips. Dad. I know that sounds. 427 to 230. I had three seven letter words. So, um, and she's learning the importance of it. I told her if you craft your hand, Scrabble tip. Do you play Scrabble, Joe? I can't spell. But do you play Scrabble? No, 
No, when I'm not good at something, I, I tend not to go there. Oh, man, you got to dive right into it. Don't be afraid. You want to? You and I should play Scrabble over a slice no, of pizza. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. I can't spell. I look for people I can beat. No, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> they, they, what? I said when you play Scrabble, yes. one, of the, one of the main things is you, know, you get 50 points if you play all seven tiles. Uh-huh. Okay, so I, I was just teaching Theodora, who's nine, the strategy as he's learning the game. Try to craft your hand to set yourself up to get a seven-letter word. You're not going to always get it for sure. I mean, you might get one in a game or two, yeah. but if you can get one or two, that's a huge advantage. You got three, didn't you? I got three. I have. <laughs> oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> I walked right into that. But the point is, when you're playing, or same with even the letter S. You know, you you pull off to the side. Now you're working with a six six letters. Yeah. So then you tack the S on to give yourself a seven-letter word, or you look for like the letters ER, which can be ERS. Like you could have Urge. something ERS at the end. Oh, like yeah, talkers okay. or oh, yeah. somethingers. Or RE, RE at the beginning. So you look for ways to shorten your work. It's like looking at your work day and say, what can I do kind of on automatic that sets my day up? And here's, here's the guts of what I have to get to after that. So you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? You know what? Never mind. I play bridge. I love bridge. <laughs> if I had a bridge example, you'd be paying attention then. I'd be paying attention. Never mind. Tim, well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> help, help me out again. Appreciate Tim? that. Well, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll shift from, from Tim and Joe to our guest who has been at the uh, at the Phillies this afternoon with the introduction of Joe Girardi, their new manager, and Rob Motti joining us from the Associated Press. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Timmy. Busy day here in Philly, for sure. Yeah, you were at the ballpark just a little while ago for the Joe Girardi introductory press conference with the, with the Phillies as he's going to be the new skipper there. How, how'd it go? Well, yeah, I did the double header. First, Doug Peterson talking about a nice victory for the Eagles. That's right. Saved their season. And then uh, went across the street. They had a nice uh, press conference for Joe Girardi. He did a couple rounds. He did the uh, the news conference that uh, everyone, I guess, would be able to see on television. Then he did a, a little uh, gathering with the, the reporters where we were a little bit more intimate, got to ask more questions. So we're able to ask him some stuff there that uh, uh, didn't really air on TV. We can get into that that stuff. But I think he he hit a grand slam. To me, he he really came across as uh, well, we know his resume. We know his winning pedigree. We know what he did as a player and as a manager in New York. Uh, answered all the questions truthfully, honestly. He's forthcoming. Uh, just a, seems like a terrific, pleasant guy. And at the very end of the uh, the kind of like the one on ones with with the uh, the print media, got to talk a little bit, find out that he's a man of faith too. So yes. I was excited about that because. Yeah. Uh, um, that's something that's near and dear to me, and uh, I could see him as a future guest on my show. So yes. that was pretty cool. Yeah, very good. We're chatting with Rob Motti, Associated Press. I had heard that about him, and I was not sure, and looking forward to, to, to chat with him down the road about that. But that's great that you had that initial in- encounter with him. And uh, as a ball player, and I know you love playing ball over the years, playing uh, playing sports. You know, his position as a catcher, some think that that will play very well as well, just because the catcher's involved in every play. They see the whole field. They have to kind of take command of things, including the pitching staff. Do you see some of that coming into play with his leadership style, but with running the Phillies? Yeah, I think catch, the catching position really lends itself to uh, coaching, managing. Uh, you see a lot of guys who are former catchers. Uh, A.J. Hinch in Houston on the verge of winning another World Series, former catcher. So uh, he, he's got those strong leadership skills. He, he won three World Series as a player. He was an all-star catcher uh, for one season. 
So uh, he, I, what I didn't really know about him is all the ties, just like the cool ties to Philadelphia, uh, whether it was getting his first hit, throwing out his first base runner uh, against the Phillies, first game on the road at the vet, and uh, was at a game I thought was really neat story uh, on a date with his wife. Um, and she, she snagged a ball that was hit by a Philly that was a home run at Wrigley Field in Chicago and kept it long before the tradition of throwing it back on the field became a, a thing. So he, he's had a lot of uh, different ties to Philadelphia, and it, it was pretty cool. He just seems like a real genuine, sincere guy. And uh, I think uh, in my 20 years with AP, I haven't seen a hiring in Philadelphia that was more widely uh, applauded than this one. Do you think, and for those just tuning in, uh, Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL, we're joined by Rob Motti, who's kind enough to jump on with us every now and again, uh, head writer for the Associated Press for the Phillies and the Eagles for the past 20 years. Uh, do you think that he's coming into a situation that's going to be really tailor-made for him in a way because uh, the team's composition has shifted now? That's a, you know some veterans, uh, some younger players, but still some players have been around for a few years now, and it's kind of like what he had when he – jumped on board in, in, with the Yankees, was it not? Yeah, and he, they're, they're in a position where they have to win, they want to win, and they should be close enough to winning if they can get their pitching staff sorted out. They had a lot of injuries last year. He talked about that and, and how that held them back, and I don't think Gabe Kapler could have won or any manager could have won with the injuries that this roster had last year. But they're in a position because this is a critical offseason for them. They got to uh, certainly add to their pitching staff. They got to add starting pitching, and they're hoping that they can get some of their health, some of their guys back and healthy this year. I think there's some things they could do on offense too to, to tweak that a little bit as well. But he's walking into a position where the expectation is to win and win right away, and uh, he's used to that pressure, having dealt with that in New York. Uh, with the Yankees, where the expectation is always to be a competitive team for a World Series title. There's nothing short of that uh, there is in New York, and that's going to be the same here. He's been a guy who's won everywhere he's been. He was even uh, manager of the year the one season he spent with the uh, Miami Marlins, the Florida Marlins in 2006, and he's the only guy who was manager of the year with a losing record um, ever. And he was 78 and 84 that year in Miami, and still was manager of the year because of the situation that he was in. Yeah. One last question for you on that front, just for fun, stepping back as time moves more quickly than we all realize sometimes. Uh, do you think, if you had to have a guess, that Girardi's time here in Philadelphia could wind up being, you know, he could be here for a number of years beyond, the, I think it's a three-year deal that he signed, but theoretically he's 55 years old or so. I mean, technically he could be camped out here for another 10 years kind of a thing rather than just three or four. Oh, no doubt. And, of course, that depends on the success they have. He, he could be here like a Charlie Manuel-type tenure if they win. Uh, and if they win, he, he could be. He, this could be his last managerial stop, and he'll be here until he rides back off into the broadcasting booth. Yeah. Uh, I could certainly see that happening. But uh, the, the, the pressure is on them to uh, produce a winning team because Philly has been waiting for a baseball team that's playing October uh, since uh, 2011. So it's been a while. Uh, they have the pieces. They have willingness to spend the money. And now it's just about going out there and getting the job done. Rob Motti, our guest, you mentioned at the beginning, just even if one quick uh, little paint a picture, because you were across the street at the Novacare Complex with Doug Peterson's press conference after a big Eagles win yesterday, 31-13. Anything interesting that Doug had to say today? 
I, I thought what's really interesting with the trade deadline coming up at 4 p.m. tomorrow and the expectation amongst fans is that the Eagles have to make a move, have to make a move. And I think Doug Peterson kind of tempered that a little bit by saying, hey, we got Deshaun Jackson coming back, Avante Maddox coming back, Craven LeBlanc coming back. So uh, those, theoretically, you look at that, those are guys they're adding at the trade deadline, guys who are out of the lineup. So they did make a minor move today, adding a defensive end uh, from the Cleveland Browns. But uh, I, I don't know that they're going to make a big splash in the trade market because they want to hold on to their draft capital. It is an old team, and when you have an old aging roster, the best way to do that is to draft and draft well. They haven't had a lot of success in the draft, and, and I do think that they're going to have to hold on to their draft picks unless they can acquire somebody who is going to be here long-term. If you trade for somebody on an expiring contract, that doesn't cut it. But if you can add somebody who's uh, under a couple more years beyond this one, then that would make more sense for this team. Yeah, it was a nice win for them yesterday. Certainly very much needed. They're even at 4-4 four and four now. We'll see where it goes from here in the second half of the season. Rob Motti is our guest. He's a longtime writer in Philadelphia, the head writer for the Associated Press for both the Phillies and the Eagles. He's covered all the sports and done a lot of great work. Rob and I actually got to know each other a number of years ago, and uh, part of our friendship actually involves you uh, coming to know the Lord as, as part of your journey. And so you have a separate show called Faith on the Field Show. Folks can look you up there, but you also do some speaking, right? And so that, that's uh, periodically you go out and share your testimony and whatever kind of tailor to how people, uh, you know, what they might need. And you have one coming up pretty soon, right? Yeah, Timmy, and uh, oftentimes your name comes up whenever I'm speaking because you played such an instrumental role in my life in, in helping me to uh, get to where I am. So I always appreciate that and love to shout that out. Um, oh, this Saturday, November 2nd, I'll be at the West Lawn United Methodist Church. It's in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's a men's breakfast. Um, I'll be the guest speaker. So I believe tickets are only $5. They have a gourmet breakfast that they're going to put out there. So it'll start at 8. There's some worship music. And then... Uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll take the stage and uh, I look forward to sharing a powerful message. I believe people can still get tickets, Timmy, if they call 610-678-5611. So okay. 610-678-5611. So it's at the West Lawn United Methodist Church uh, in Reading, PA. So uh, I always love doing this and enjoy meeting people, hang out, do meet and greet, uh, bring the books. We uh, sign the books and everything else, Birds of Prey, Football Fake. Um, so it, it's always a great time, and I just love being out there with everybody. If folks just uh, Google, if nothing else, they Google your name as well, Rob, and then the last name, Amazon, um, you know, Mike, A-A-D-D-I, and they'll find their way to your show as well as the books you've written. You mentioned the Birds of Prey book. We've chatted about that when it first came out and periodically. So there's a lot of other options, too. People can look you up and find out. It's amazing what God's done with uh, your life and how God's really done so many things. So I encourage folks to check out that breakfast this Saturday. And if they can't make that, they may want to even just bring you in sometime for their own men's breakfast somewhere. So they can look you up and, and get in contact in different ways or through Twitter or whatever, I'm sure. Absolutely. They can go to robmoddy.com. There's a form that they can fill out to bring me in for speaking appearances. Reach out to me on social media, too, as well. So uh, definitely uh, something that I look forward to doing, and I appreciate all the opportunities. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for the good work you're doing for the insight into the fills with Girardi and with the Eagles. And we'll look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks, Timmy. Take care. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. It's Rob Motti, head writer for the Associated Press for the Phillies and for the Eagles. Checking in briefly. Take a quick break. Come back and wrap up our fine broadcast here. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. And one more time, if you want to help out in our partnership with Trans World Radio, it's 888 988 
5656-888-9888-5656-4WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 454 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Just enough time, Jose, can you see, to make a phone call. You know how we had the weekend to remember marriage conference getaway giveaway, whoop de dooski going on, handing out a couple conference registrations and two-night hotel stay. That conference is November 22nd through the 24th in King of Prussia. Over a million and a half couples worldwide have attended this weekend to remember deal over the years. And we want to make a winner, so let me get the uh, dial us up. Ready? <laughs> Boy, is our winner going to be excited. I'm telling you, excited, Joe. Hello? Well, then. It kind of hung up on me there. But you know what? Love covers over a multitude of sins, Joe. I'm going to call back. Okay. <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll get through this time before the program's over. <clears throat> Hello. Hi, is this Kathy? Yeah, this is she. Hey, it's Tim over WFIL Radio. Oh, hello. Doing all right? Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I picked up the phone a minute ago, and I didn't hear anything, and I thought it was one of those scam lines. Yeah. So I, well, I didn't know if that was you that just called. Yeah, I can be scammy sometimes, but this time I'm not. Because <laughs> you, you know I'm calling you? Isn't no, it? I don't. Well, just because we're friends, of course, but also because <laughs> you entered the Weekend to Remember contest. Oh, okay. With Family Life, and right. you won. Wow. Yeah, that's well. That's wonderful. Where and this is? I, I'm sorry, but I forget exactly where it is again. Yeah, it's the 22nd through the 24th of November in King of Prussia. It's with Family oh, okay. Life, and uh, you get the whole conference registration for the two of you plus uh, two night hotel stay. That is, that's great. <laughs> that just made my day. <laughs> Good. We're gonna have yeah. Anne, Anne from the marketing uh, wing of our of our stations here uh, get in touch with you and and. Uh, you know, just double check, uh, you know, let you know what you need to know and all that. But it's going to be okay. a wonderful time. So, yeah, uh, we actually went um, a few years back. I don't know for how long ago it was, but we just kind of went for the for the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was good. And then we have a pastor. One of our pastors at our church usually was an advocate for that. And he would try and get groups together. But um, he doesn't he's not unable to do it anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're real, we're familiar with it. And it was, it was, uh, definitely, it was a blessing, you know, it always is. I mean, that's something like the longer you're married, I don't know if you're married, but the longer you're married, the more you can use it to reconnect and everything. So that's exactly it. That's great. Well, you guys get to go for more than just one day this time. You get the whole weekend. Plus the the hotel stay (laughs) is part of that. So. Thanks so much, Tim, You're for, welcome, for calling, and um, you have a blessed day, and then I guess I'll be hearing from somebody by phone. Is that correct? Yep, absolutely. Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks, Ben. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Congratulations again to Kathy and for uh, anyone else who'd like to go to this weekend to remember marriage conference, although you're not going to be able to win the full-blown enchilada with us. 
you can still get $100 off the per couple registration cost. If you go to WFIL.com, click the Weekend to Remember banner, and just enter the promo code WEEKEND. Might as well save $100 at WFIL.com. Thanks to Mick Hocknall of Simply Red and Rob Motti of the Associated Press joining us this hour. Catch the podcast at WFIL.com. Also, for those who'd like to help out in our Trans World Radio deal, 888-988-5656. Jim Axum, X413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.